Welcome back, NEC Hoops fans, for the latest edition of NEC on the Run on the NEC Overtime Pod. I'm Ron Ratner, joined as always by Ryan Peters, our intrepid blogger. You can find him on Twitter at Pioneer underscore Pride. Are you ready to go, Ryan? We had a full weekends of games, so let's do it. Well, then let's just get going with our weekend takeaways. Let's start with Bryant, you know, a big weekend, um, you know, in a back-to-back series with Merrimack and they played really well. It wasn't the prototypical Bryant Bulldogs run up and down the floor. First game, 65 possessions, second game is similar, but Bryant got it done. You know, Michael Green, Hall Elijahs, they were really solid. Hall Elijahs was just like carving it out in the paint on, on Sunday and they played really well. They had a stretch on Sunday in the second half where they scored 41 points on 32 possessions. That's not easy to do against this Warriors uh, defense, but um, all the credit in the world to Jared Grasso's team coming off the COVID pause. Now they're back in the driver's seat for a, for a playoff home game in the NEC tournament. Uh, there's still four games to go, at least for Bryant, but they're in good shape. One of the things I've noticed with Brian is they've been able to adapt this year. Yes, they like to run and gun and score 90 points a game, but they'll 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 beat you in the 60s as well. And I was pretty impressed with them playing a tough team to come back from to play Merrimack for two, for two games after being off for 20. Uh, but I, I like what I saw from them. And, and you're right. I think they're in a driver's seat and they're still in position to challenge for the top spot. Yeah, they've been efficient. And even in the half court set, right? And right now, Jared's got seven guys playing significant minutes for him. I believe in that in that second game, you know, seven guys scored and gave him a significant contribution. So um, they could shoot the three, they could post you up, they could run the floor, they could make a play off the dribble. They're versatile. And that's what you need to win in this league is to be able to adapt at all times to different styles and different schemes throughout the league. Now, as we look at the standings here, if Brian is to challenge for that number one spot and home court advantage for the semis and for them, hopefully the final, they will have to unseat Wagner, who has now won nine straight games, 10 and four after a one and four start, playing some superb basketball, two more sweeps last week. Ryan, how is Wagner? Wagner's won close games. They've won some blowouts. What's going on in Staten Island? Bashir's doing a great job with this team. Tremendous job. Um, you know, we keep talking about him every single week now, obviously. Longest winning streak now since 2013-14. Uh, back when Bashir Mason had this engine really humming back then. So um, they won easily on Saturday. And then Sunday, you know, they were down by 10 early in the second half. And then a 13-2 run kind of got them going. Elijah Ford, a career-high 31 points. He was terrific down the stretch. Him and then Delani Hunt made big buckets in the final two minutes of that game to get them the win against the Red Flash. And, um, you know, they just, they're, they're playing, they're playing terrifically now. And they're, they're, they're going to be a tough team to beat at home. That's the one thing that would scare me if I'm an opponent playing them in the first round of the, the NEC tournament is to have to beat Wagner in Staten Island would be a tall task, especially the way that uh, Bashir has his team going. Yeah, I was impressed that the way they came back, especially with Alex Morales on the bench in foul trouble, they found a way to win. And sometimes you don't have to win by 20, you just got to win by one. And St. Francis played a great game on Sunday. And Wagner did what they needed to down the stretch. As you said, some big plays, Elijah Ford, Delani Hunt. Wagner now 10 and four. One of the other teams in contention is LIU. And boy, did they need a sweep this past weekend. And they had to work at it. They had to work hard because Central Connecticut came to play in Brooklyn. But LIU got the sweep. Now nine and seven, back uh, back in good position. 
to make a run at one of the four playoff spots. Yeah, two things I took away from the weekend for, for the Sharks were um, they had 45 assists on 62 made field goals over the weekend for, for a 73% assist to field goals made ratio. That's terrific. You know, when this team is sharing the basketball and finding the open man and hitting their shots, they're as good as any team in the league, quite frankly. And then, you know, Ty Flowers, once again, another heavy lift, 46 points, 21 rebounds, 13 assists, eight steals and blocks in the two contests. I mean, he's terrific. And, you know, Flowers, I think sometimes he falls in love with the three ball, but it's only because he's just so good around the rim this year. He's making 66% of his takes near the rim, according to hoop math. Um, and he's just, he's just so difficult to guard for any kind of NEC four or five in this league. He's, he's a player of the year type of candidate when he's going well. And he certainly was going well this weekend. As I pointed out over the weekend, he does it so effortlessly. It looks so easy. The game comes so it's slowed down for him. Such a talented player. He helped put LIU in a good spot. I'm going to give you just quick, give me a couple one-liners, some, some players that had some good weeks this past week. Chauncey Hawkins, three and one week for the Terriers. Yeah, 85 points on 60 shots, 17 assists on five turnovers. He's, he's really playing at a high level right now for Glenn Breaker. How about from your pioneers, boy, Aaron Clark, when, when he's playing at, at a, at a high level, boy, is he tough. He's fun to watch Ron. Cause he's, he's, he's either all, you know, behind the three, be, you know, behind the arc making threes, or he's getting to the lane as best he can. He uses that kind of quickness and savvy that he has. And uh, he's fully healthy now. So no wonder he's averaging 19 points in his last three games. Yeah, he was big. SHU needed one of their typical splits and they got it because Aaron Clark came up big in the, especially in the second half on Sunday. And then how about Mezzi Offerum on the Mount desperately needing to win that second game at FDU and he provided a lift. It didn't look good for them out there. They're down 10 midway through that game, but Mezzi 23 points, 13 assists. He was, he was fantastic in helping the Mount dig out of that, that first half deficit on the road. And uh, you know, he had 33 points, 19 rebounds on 65% shooting over the weekend. Um, he's, he's a terrific slasher, you know, a big three man uses his size really well, can finish in traffic. He's got that little jump hook that, that works well in the lane. So he's, he's a good player when he has it going. He's got the size. He has all the tools Mount also fighted for that playoff spot. looks like we're going to have a photo finish in the NEC over these next 10 days or so. And those are our weekly takeaways. Heading into our Twitter timeout national college insider, Jeff Goodman, Showing the NEC some love over the past week and attending the Bryant Merrimack game. Ryan. Yeah, I'm jealous. I, I wish I could have been there, but you know, it, it's nice to see kind of Bryant and Merrimack getting showcased at a national level because, you know, you look at the jobs that both Jared Grasso and Joe Gallo have done over the past couple of years with these programs. They've turned into two of the premier programs in the league and uh, all the credit to the coaching staffs and the players and the job that they've done. And it was nice to kind of see them get a little love on Twitter from Goodman. Agreed. A lot of eyeballs were on Bryant Merrimack this past weekend, including Jeff Goodman. That was our Twitter timeout. I say it every week. My favorite segment is the under the radar performer, Ryan Peters. This one, I know you're excited to tell us about. My apologies, Ron, for continually going to the Anthony Latino well with these under the radar guys. Um, but, you know, Contavio Dutrell has been really good for Sacred Heart of late. He's, he's the best, one of the best rebounders in the league, first in defensive rebounding rate, first in offensive rebounding rate, second in rebounds per game. And he's been really a difference in the low post for Anthony Latini. Latini's been running offense through Contavio um, and he has really good footwork. 
he was a, a significant presence this week against Brooklyn. And he's really kind of solidified that front court after Sacred Heart lost both Jarrell Spellman and EJ Anasicki this offseason. Again, Contavio Dutrell, one of many talented bigs in the NEC this season, and he is our under-the-radar player of the week. Star Watch time. We're heading to Smithfield. Big weekend for Hall Elijahs. Tell me all about it, Ryan. I have a soft spot for the big men this week, Ron. Um, you know, we, we all know what a defensive star Elijah is. I mean, obviously, he has the best block rate in the NEC. He was terrific last year, you know, basically protecting the rim. But I kind of wanted to, to highlight how good he is offensively, too. We kind of take him for granted on the other end. But over the weekend sweep against Merrimack, 34 points. And, you know, as you said on Twitter, he owned the paint in Sunday's win. Um, and quite frankly, Merrimack did not have an answer for him. So when you talk about Bryant's offense, you talk about obviously Michael Green and Charles Pride and Peter Kiss and all those guys, and rightfully so. But Paul Elijah is a really good big in an offensive set, either running the floor, as we've seen in highlights before, but also in the half court as well. So make, make no mistake, he's a critical piece. And, uh, you know, right now he's got the ninth best Ken Palm efficiency in the league. Um, and the second best two-point field goal percentage in the league. So Hall Elijah, in my opinion, he's a star on the offensive end. The DeAndre Jordan of the NEC is Hall Elijah on an ultra-talented Bryant team. And uh, he is our Star Watch Player of the Week. Our NEC Play of the Week is a spectacular one. Another great play from FDU. Why don't you break this one down, Ryan? I mean, wow, it's... Uh, you have versatile bigs on FDU. So Elijah Williams running the floor getting the block, um, hitting the deck, getting the block. But I mean, Elijah Williams is a terrific defender and, and very versatile run the floor. But then you get it to the freshman, Joe Munden Jr. I mean, talk about an exciting player coming up in the next three, four years for Greg Horenda. I mean, the spin move in the lane and then the finish around the rim. He's going to be a special player. And right now he's, he's really kind of keyed Horenda's rotation. He's been above average in efficiency, which you don't typically say for a freshman wing like Munden, but like any freshman wing and making 45% of his threes in league play, that's really outstanding. So he's going to be a really good one. Um, and it's kind of like a passing the mantle, so to speak, going from Elijah Williams to Joe Munden Jr. Yeah, they must teach that spin move over at FDU between Jaleel Jenkins and Brandon Rush and Joe Munden Jr. <laughs> so they're exciting players and they make highlight real plays. And that was our NEC play of the week. Turning our attention to our milestone segment this week, it's all about Greg Horenda, who's won two NEC titles at FDU. Now he picks up his 100th win. Yeah, tremendous accomplishment for Greg. Um, you know, the most memorable thing about Greg and his kind of run here at FDU is uh, he's been really good in the NEC tournament. He's now 7-4 and four career, and you mentioned those two championships. And the team's run in 2019, it was just really something special. It, it started with a great tournament. They knocked off Robert Morris and then St. Francis U in that terrific title game. Um, and then they beat Prairie, Prairie View A&M in the, in the first round in Dayton in the NCAA tournament. So um, that's what I always remember about Greg is, you know, those kind of those kind of great runs that he had in both in 2016 and 19 with the, the Knights. And the thing with Horenda is the team always plays really fun basketball. They're really good offensively and they can win on any night. They could drop 90 on you any night. And that's the kind of the style, the offensive friendly system that Greg runs. And, uh, you know, credit to him for for 100 wins and many more. Congrats again to Coach Horenda. 100 wins at FDU. Now it's our game to watch this week. It's our ESPN3 wildcard selection. Bryant hosting LIU battle of two NEC contenders. Ryan, why should we all watch this game? 
there's a lot on the line. And arguably, this, these are the two most talented teams in the league. I mean, how can you not get excited about a team that's fourth nationally in tempo in Bryant and then a team that's sixth nationally in tempo in LIU? We're going to see a lot of up and down, a lot of chuck and duck, a lot of running. And then you look at the individual matchups, you know, Michael Green versus Jermaine Jackson Jr. at the point guard spot. Jackson Jr., we didn't mention him, but he had 24 points, four assists in LIU's win on Sunday. And then Erol Penn against Hall Elijah's, two of the very best NEC five men in this league. And then Ty Flowers versus Charles Pride in kind of that stretch forward spot. I know Brian plays a lot of zone, but I'm really fascinated to see how to see these matchups and see how they play out. Big time NEC matchup, wild card Thursday, February 25th, 7 p.m on ESPN3. You can also watch it on NEC Front Row. And as always, watch all the other action this week on NEC Front Row for free and on the NEC On The Run app. And that just about does it on NEC On The Run. Ryan, thanks for joining us as always. My pleasure, Ron. All right, this was NEC On The Run on the NEC Overtime Pod. Looking forward to the games this week as we begin the home stretch of what has been a memorable and exciting season.